I am the Media Masochist. And here I am, once again, taking one on the chin for the team. I'm going to tell you this. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. And now, introducing your host, me, the guy who eats shit and tells you what it tastes like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, I'm Chris Honeywell. I am the media masochist. But you know, tonight, I'm just not feeling that fucking great about being the media masochist because I've just sat through my second viewing of the giant turd called fucking Zack Snyder's Sucker Punch. And I shouldn't even say Zack Snyder's Sucker Punch because usually, like, you tag the name of a real director a real auteur or whatever onto the name of their movie, you know, and you get excited about it. But, um, yeah, he doesn't deserve that status, but he does deserve to fucking be tied to this movie and be responsible for this fucking steaming turd of a, of a film. Sucker Punches is the story of a girl who gets framed for a crime in order for her evil stepdad or dad, you don't really know, to inherit, you know, her mother's money, who her mother's died also. And uh, so she's she's framed for this murder, sent to an asylum, and given a lobotomy. And uh, during her lobotomy, you know, various aspects of her personality die, but she is able, through the use of, you know, probably part of her psyche, a guardian angel, to spirit away just one of those aspects of her personality into a happy place forever where the mean old world can't get to it oh spoiler alert (laughs) oh i'm sorry did i ruin this fucking movie nothing can ruin this movie man this uh, this movie rolls over on its back it takes a giant piss and shit on itself Uh, where do i start you know for one this thing okay Zack Snyder, I'd like to say something like, Zack Snyder throws a lot lot out of there for you to, to chew on, but it just appears that he does. It, it, uh, you know, I have a shitload of notes here, but that's just because this inspired such fucking bile watching this. It was really a painful experience both times watching this movie. I was really able to garner very little pleasure besides you know sort of the satisfaction that I get knowing that I'll be able have now have an outlet to vent about this shit I've always kind of fucking hated Zack Snyder as a filmmaker don't get me wrong I loved his remake of Dawn of the Dead it was awesome I that and I'm telling you Dawn of the Dead the original is one of my favorite movies of all time and Everybody knows how I feel about remakes and and shit like that. So I was not enthused about that and got... And basically went to the theater just to sort of check it out and was impressed. It doesn't... It didn't um, replace or it wasn't in any way any improvement or any better than the original. But 
it exists it it it, it, I, it it existed in its own place and time and it worked and it was its own film and as such it was a it was a great zombie movie then i went to see 300 and oh christ that i just walked out of that movie i went now here's this is yeah this might get me in trouble but i i, I went with a couple friends of mine who were uh, let's say they like to go and like work out at the gym a lot and stuff when they when we walked out of that movie they were walking on fucking club wow that was awesome awesome that was just fucking great did you see that blah 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 and I was like, really, you guys, did we see the same movie? Because it just seemed pretty much uh, a hollow piece of eye candy to me. And the eye candy wasn't even that, like, awesome to me. You know, after a while, it started looking just like lay- matte layers, digital matte layers. And, uh, oh, no, oh, just awesome. And, and the, the thing about that is... I think Zack Snyder's films are only as strong as his fucking source material. So whoever wrote Dawn of the Dead did a really good job with the screenplay. Maybe they even drew a bunch of pictures, like storyboarded it out for him. And um, then 300, 300 was pretty much a page-by-page, frame-by-frame adaptation of the comic, more or less. You know, that's what he had. He just brought the visual of the comic to life and I'd bought the comic and I remember thinking this is a pretty comic but there's not much going on here and the movie was exactly that so that's when I started to get a clue that that Zack Snyder was just basically if if you gave him something that he could copy then he will he will copy the essence of it and he will you know he'll get he'll hire a good casting director and all that and he'll pay top-notch talent to film it and and all that and uh so when Watchmen came out that was a fairly it was a decent movie because it was pretty much just a straight up frame by frame adaptation of the comic book you know and uh so you know and the comic book is fantastic so there you have fantastic material to work with and you and he made a good movie out of it so you know, there's a little, you know, maybe I was attributing that to the Zack Snyder stank, but Sucker Punch, now this is his first movie that he's written himself. And I just want to mention, I'm going to take a little sip of a drink here. Tonight I am drinking Marley's Mellow Mood drink instead of my usual, like, Mountain Dew or Dr. Pepper because I really don't want to get any more wound up than I already am about this this horrid piece of fucking awful. And I don't mean A-W-F-U-L. I mean O-F-F-A-L. Okay. Where to start? It took me exactly 13 minutes and 24 seconds to actually figure out what was going on in this movie, where it was going, and basically what I was going to see. It was just a question of how is it going to play out? How is the moment in her mind, you know, that just before the steel spike finds its mark going to play out, you know, on the screen? And, you know, I'm down for something like that. I love me some mind fuck movies. I am the fucking ideal consumer for uh, a movie full of mind fuckery, okay? I've 
taken enough acid to kill a, a large bull elephant in my life. Alright, I love a good mindfuck movie. I'm ready for it. And this movie promises to be a mindfuck movie, but what it delivers is really like kind of like a cheap tug job, you know, to the Victoria's Secret catalog. So it's kind of a little bit of bait and switch, if uh, or master bait and switch or whatever. Ah, oh, Christ, you know. And there's there's just this whole sort of thing that's developing in movies these days where people know the the tropes and they know what people want to see and they know you know oh let's see if you tell fanboys there's scantily clad women dragons reanimated zombies nazi zombies and robots and fighting with World War II planes, you know, they're there, you know, and, and Zack Snyder, the director of The Watchmen, you know, you know, they're there, they're, they're down for it, it's like, it, fucking, it makes, it's, it's, it's really making Christopher Nolan look good, <laughs> that's all I gotta say, I, I mean, yeah, if you've seen Brazil, if you, recently, if you've seen Repo Man, oh, you know, there's any number of, of movies that, that, that this is ripping off, or, that you could um, spend your time better seeing if you want to really see a is it going on inside your head or not with this movie the answer is yes this is going on inside her head this is, there's no question about to me anyway as to what happened in this movie it's so uh, in, in, the, in that first 13 minutes you see all the elements of all the the magic items that they're going to have to fight for and you see, you know, all the characters introduced and in, in that are going to show up in, in various forms. And the minute that spike went up to her eye and they were about to pound it home, and all of a sudden there's more color and she stop and she grabs it. Yeah, you know, I, I wonder what's going on here, you know? I mean, it's kind of fucking embarrassing and insulting to think that you get that, that people are going to be walking out discussing like what do you think really happened with with Sweet Pea and Baby Doll and did Sweet Pea really escape and it's just like yeah she really escaped into the world where you know the fucking third ray Anthony Perkins drives her off in a bus towards paradise you know it's just so so telegraphed and you know the lighter the lighter has a dragon on it oh, I wonder if I, the dragon will show up and just a little aside the dragon scene in there has a scene completely ripped off from the 80's movie Dragon Slayer with a dragon looking like the dragon from Dragon Slayer nuzzling a dead baby dragon and, and as a matter of fact when I saw the whole setup for that scene I, I thought to myself I wonder if the mommy dragon's gonna come and sort of nuzzle at her dead baby dragon like in, in Dragon Slayer and oh guess what Zack Snyder's seen that fucking movie too uh, speaking of movies here's a little list I've compiled of movies that, that uh, you could uh, do better watching or that this movie's really like ripped from and for all those people who are saying hey you know come on what do you want you know do, are you expecting Hitchcock or something this guy's pretending that he's Hitchcock he's pretending that he's got something to say you know but people will defend it by saying hey look you know I just want to see you know uh, smash him up 
and 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 if you it, it, the thing is if you want to see a just totally fun trash em up action a mind fuck movie go see one that did it right you know it's just for example total recall perfect you know uh, it, it, it's a smarter director an actual real director in charge of that and and it's light and fluffy fun schwarzenegger even mindless fun you don't have to really like invest a lot of think think power into that one you know and it's a riot it's a fucking riot all right all right back to my list uh the obvious brazil uh yeah i have black swan but it's like black swan with a lobotomy um you know uh kill bill for the sort of fighting ladies saying the matrix oh uh repo men eternal sunshine of uh the Spotless Mind, which I think is overrated, but, you know, is, like, a masterpiece compared to this. Um, Jacob's Ladder, uh, Vanilla Sky or Open Your Eyes, Fight Club. There's even elements of the fucking, one of my most hated movies, Moulin Rouge, in here. And this makes Moulin Rouge look like, you know, that there's a genius behind it. You know, this thing looks like a fucking perfume commercial all the way through, or a video game at the same time. I can't tell which. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of love is being given to uh, the remixes of the the songs in there, and you know, to me, they all sound like that mid-tempo sort of heavily remixed the version of "Sweet Dreams Are Made of This" that, that Marilyn Manson. Recorded and there's actually a remix of Sweet Dreams Are Made of This. There's a remix of fucking Where Is My Mind, which fucking worked in Fight Club, a brilliant movie. And when that song plays in that, it's like this wonderful, you know, wonderful moment of the fusion of music and 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 picture and and ideas and everything. And here it's just thrown in because. Hey, where is her mind? You know, it's just this literal reference. Um, White Rabbit is given the treatment in this, and then fucking three way, three quarters of the way through, it's like, no, not the fucking Beatles, please, no, no, not the Beatles. Who owns the Beatles now? It's not Michael Jackson anymore, right? Is it the estate of Michael Jackson? Is McCartney got it back? Who fucking, who let him do fucking Tomorrow Never Knows? It wouldn't have been John Lennon if he was alive. God damn it. Oh, fuck. No, not the Beatles. Not in this movie. Oh. Oh, you want to see a good... If you want you want to see a good... De- depressing mind fuck... It's not really a mind fuck movie, but you want to see a good depressing lobotomy movie, you know, with some with some depth in it that's actually true, go watch Francis to see like a like a true story of female abuse you know i mean and that's another thing that the whole empowered female thing and basically females are just characters who get abused and killed in this movie it's just uh, just completely uh, the i don't know is it, is it just the fact that they, these girls fight things that make them empowered characters i don't know i don't know anything about any of these characters all right i know that these characters aren't real people they're just aspects of baby dolls mind with with the most important aspect being 
the the sweet pea character who she spirits away at the end i i would i wouldn't know it except for the fact that it was just spelled out for me basically by Zack snyder i wouldn't know what each of these aspects represents uh, you know you can't they're, they're they're interchangeable they're just all they're all they all have that sort of chloe savigny pixie-like look they're all sort of have the same build you know, there's not a not not one of them stocky. Okay, okay, I understand they're courtesans or burlesque dancers or whatever. Is it because it's PG thirteen that they they that what they do is really sort of burlesque dancing and not like actually screwing people? I don't know what what was exactly meant by by all that, but you know. Uh, is it empowering to, to to dress in in your your underwear and fight and dance and call each other hooker? Is that is hooker a term of endearment for feminists? I don't know. Are there any feminists out there who can tell me? Do you call your friends hooker? You know, when you're trying to give them a pep talk? Because I I mean, basically, it it doesn't seem like that. It seems like the feminism is in this is a kind of sort of trick feminism, which sort of tricks girls into um, being strippers or, or not that you could trick anybody into being a stripper or a burlesque dancer but it does say that's a good way of getting attention and at the same time ladies it's empowering you because you're taking hold of your sexuality and oh, whatever I don't even know why I would even want to discuss it that in depth in this movie because it's it's not even worth it. It's not even worth you know discussing the the, the it's not even this. Uh, uh, why am I even doing this fucking podcast? Why even bother? Why draw attention to this this hunk of fucking steaming slow mo? Oh my god! What is his thing with? Is he so in love with his own pictures that? Everything has. I, how, there's about four different times where it, it's a slow mo shot of these women jumping, you know, 20 feet down from something and doing that slow motion, you know, sort of X Men landing, you know, with your legs and arms splayed out. And I would say probably half this movie plays out in fucking slow mo with thump, thump, thumping music going under. It's just. I, I understand. It's your thing, Zack Snyder. You've established that as your thing, but your thing does not work. It's always the stupidest part of your movies. When your movies are good, the slow-mo parts are the parts that people are fucking groaning at and going, why? Why do we have to see this in slow Yeah, 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 yes, it's a nice shot. Nice shot, yes. Oh, nice pull focus. Very good. Very fucking good, Zack Snyder. Oh, Marley's Mellow Mood, work your magic. Work your magic on me. Because this movie wasn't... It's like the Watchmen meets Spice World. You know, I get it. Half of the moviegoers live in a video game world. But do we need to... I mean, can't we just play a video game? Can't we? Can't we just, you know... I mean, literally... At, at the beginning, we find out, oh, there's five tasks that she must undergo. It's very much sort of like um, Scott Pilgrim, except Scott Pilgrim made it entertaining. You know, it's that sort of countdown thing where you're like, okay, okay, there's the first task. And then by the second task, you're realizing, 
This is exactly like the first task, except there's different things fighting. But you know what? And from each task, it's not that different. It's still got that same, the the same sort of look, and it's literally the same thing. They 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 just come in and kick everything's ass, and it begins with the sort of guardian angel Anthony Perkins guy. Literally, like the cutscene in a video game comes out and says, "All right, troops, this is what you got to do. You got to come back with this." But let me tell you, it's gonna be hard because a blah 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 and flah flah flah. So you end up with a fucking, you know. Then you end up playing it out. He just tells you what has to happen, and then you see it, and it's beautifully rendered in CG, and it's totally and utterly lifeless. It's like a fucking um, diorama come to life. And, you know, that isn't necessarily always a bad thing. The guy who did um, um, The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou, I mean, a lot of his movies are sort of like that. They're sort of like a little diorama brought to life. But they they have some feeling to them and some meaning to them, which this movie really just has no emotional center to it. There's nobody to care about. Every... Everybody is either just like an abject parody of a victim or a mustache twirling caricature of a of a bad man which you know makes abuse you know the way the women are abused in this is so fucking cartoonish that you know it sort of uh, it, it sort of cheapens like the nature of true you know abuse what true abuse is like and stuff it says here's here's abuse for you you, uh, you must pay the rent and you know a guy with literally a little slimy mustache ass grabbing telling telling that you know how he's doing them it's just every line every gesture everything is such a cliche and so overwrought and in slow-mo you know in in a, in a weird way it reminds me of another big fucking flop of a of a piece of shit movie which was uh when the Bee Gees did the uh, Sergeant Pepper movie it's got that feel it's got that feel to it and that feel in like ten, 10 years from now you know it's just going to be this laughable example of the worst aspects visual style over substance aspects of this time period in filmmaking you know without the substance to hold it together it's going to be all visual and people are going to look at it and it's going to be you know it might be fun in a sort of like oh my god that's just so turn of the century you know early 2000s i don't know what they're going to call this time period in in here but you know when you're doing imagery like this, don't make it look like a fucking cutscene to a to a video game. Make it like, you know, if you're going to go into someone's mind, make it like a dream. You know, go. I, I know you've watched your Terry Gilliam movie, Zack Snyder. Go watch Terry Gilliam. When he has crazy shit happening, he makes you feel like you're there. He puts you in a space. He makes it feel like dreamlike. Even Christopher Nolan with Inception... When you were in uh, the dream world, you felt like you were in the dream world. There was a, a an element to it, an aspect of it that that made you do it. And it put, you know, I mean, there's just no feeling of being in a place, of getting a real atmosphere. It's all just like explosions and stuff thrown at you. And I don't want to sound like one of those guys who's just like, oh, there's movies with nothing but explosions and the kids with their yeah, yeah, music. 
Um, I'm all for movies that are all explosions and all fucking candy, but you know this is bitter candy, and it and it doesn't really taste that good anyway. You know, there's no there's no joy in this movie. There's not a single point to to grab onto to be like, "Wee, that was fun." Not you know, it doesn't have to be fun, but if it's going to be depressing, put some meat on those bones. There's nothing, nothing here to fucking to to grip onto. And uh, I'm just gonna, uh, just just a little bit of advice for everybody um, listening out here that. That, that, that this applies to if you're going if you're gonna how should I put this you know back in the day if you were a, a geek guy if you were a nerd guy you know maybe you got a chance to sneak a little peek at Skinamax at night you know or you got into your father's dirty magazines or you know you, you just the Sears catalog or Victoria's Secret and you know you had that or you you know you would you would you would sneak a peek at a, at a movie like Sucker Punch, which has a lot of cheesecake in it. Let me let you in on a little something. There's this thing called the internet, and you can go on the internet and you can find listen videos and pictures of pretty girls just as pretty as the ones in Sucker Punch. Okay. And they'll fight each other in in cute little burlesque outfits. And then they'll take the outfits off. Yeah. And they'll do all kinds of things that you would imagine about the people doing in Sucker Punch that they don't do because it's PG-13 piece of shit. And all that stuff on the internet, it's to be had for free. For free. You don't have to pay $15 to see it. Just a little advice, you know. I'm not saying, but I'm just saying. Save yourself some time. Save yourself some effort. Some of the ladies in those videos I was just talking about are even better actresses than the ones in this fucking piece of shit movie. And one last thing about this 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 movie. Um, the name, Sucker Punch. Why is this called Sucker Punch? There's literally, really no. I I'll say this. I was, I, I I think it sounded like I was going to say there's really no reason why this movie would be called Sucker Punch, but what I really should have said was there's really no reason that we should waste any fucking time trying to figure out why this movie's called Sucker Punch because I could tell you why right now. Spoiler: He like the sound of the name of that title and was going to make a you know put the put the word sucker punch down at the top of his pad of paper before he started writing the quote unquote script for this just off the top of my head i could come up with two titles that are better than sucker punch and i invite all the listeners to um also join in and see if you can come up with some better titles for this movie um my um, my first choice would be a sucker tax because that's what the price of admission for this fucking movie is, and the other one would be a baby's first mindfuck movie. So if you're like 12 years old and you've never, you know, all you've been able allowed to watch are, is like you know 
Herbie goes to Monte Carlo and Olsen Twins movies. Here's a good starter for you. This one will blow your mind. Oh my god, I've just had an epiphany. Holy shit, I take it all back. I take every word I said back. Zack Snyder is a genius. And this is his masterpiece. Oh my god. Fuck, I just wasted a half hour bitching right now when I could have. Ah, and now I get it. I get it. Fuck. How could I have been so stupid? How could I have watched this movie twice? I mean, I watch movies all the time and I like to think that I really pay attention. This is a movie that shows you what it feels like to get a lobotomy. This movie will actually make you feel like you've had part of your brain, well, not cut out, but just sort of pulverized by a shiny stainless steel spike. Oh my God, the man is a genius. All right, forget everything I said. It's fucking Academy Award time for for Zack Snyder. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I'm fucking. My mind is blown. Um, I'm go. Maybe it's the fucking Marley's mellow mood, but I'm gonna have to go lay down now. Fuck. No, actually, fuck Zack Snyder. Did you know you can sponsor an episode of this or any other of your favorite Two True Freaks affiliated shows? That's right. Simply click the PayPal link on our website, donate any amount at all, tell us which show you're choosing and what message, if any, you'd like us to read on your behalf, and you will be an official sponsor of that show's very next episode with your message read in the show's opener. It's that easy. And there is no minimum donation. Be a show sponsor today. Visit our website at twotruefreaks.libson.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T 
T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. Libsyn is spelled L-I-B-S-Y-N. You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Join our forum at forumforgeeks.com, where you can discuss all of the shows on our feed with us and your fellow listeners. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. And hey, you can friend me, Scott Gardner, on Facebook too. My name is spelled S-C-O-T-T-G-A-R-D-N-E-R. You can friend me on Facebook too, if you can find me. Now available, Two True Freaks t-shirts. See our website for details. Two True Freaks is a very proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. You can check that out at www.comicspodcast.com where you can hear our new episodes when we put them up. We are also members of the League of Comic Book Podcasts. For more information, visit comicbooknoise.com league. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks. And Jesus Christ, this is the guy who's going to direct the next Superman movie, okay? Imagine Sucker Punch and then imagine Superman. And and he's doing it in cahoots with Christopher Nolan, so what the fuck? You got Mr. Bleak and Mr. Hack in charge of Superman. Can you just fucking imagine what a joyless exercise this is going to be? What a fucking lifeless husk they're going to make of, you know, possibly the most, possibly the most iconic superhero in the world. And I'm not even a big Superman fan. And this is already, you know, you can already smell like the anticipatory farts that they're letting off that, that are going to, you know, precede the massive diarrhea dump. Uh, it's just Zack Snyder. Let, let me just address you directly right now. Maybe a better job would be like art director or director of photography for an actual real director. You know, uh, s- somewhere where your talents would actually be fucking useful. Oh, why do I have to say this shit?